Mujebale, Mujebale, Mujebale. This is your boy, Bonnie Kibuka, and I welcome you to the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. So I figured this is this being my first actual episode uh, I would start with my childhood life and my family so that uh, my listeners can actually get to know more about me who I am where I come from and so that will give them a better picture for my future episodes for them to have a better understanding of who I am um, so my name is Bani Kibuka and I'm from Uganda. I grew up in a family of four. My dad, his name is Frederick Kadukibuka. My mom, her name is Susan Jeruto Kurui Kibuka. And my brother is Benjamin Nsubuga. Now, my mom is from Kenya. She grew up in Kenya. Both her parents are Kenyan and they got married with my dad and they moved to Uganda and that's where we were born but we would visit Kenya every day um, so you had that my brother doesn't have my last name or a family last name that's something that uh, most Americans actually wonder about how do you have a biological brother that has a different name than you and they find that pretty uh, different like how do you have a biological brother with a different name but um, so in Uganda they have surnames that those surnames can identify which clan you're from and you can easily tell who is your brother even though they're non-biological you can tell who is your brother and who is not your brother if they're from different clans but just by just their last name so my brother's last name is of the same clan than my, that like my last name so you can tell we're brothers just by that and for some reasons my brother didn't want to use the last name and so he just left it like that that's why he doesn't have a last name like ours my dad is a pastor so I grew up in the church um, and my mom is actually a Sunday school teacher and they both served in the church so we spent a lot of time in the church I was born in Mulago Hospital Mulago Hospital is one of the biggest hospitals in Uganda um, I was born back in 1992 um, obviously the development wasn't that great but everything was good and that's still the hospital is still there and it's the biggest hospital in Uganda and it's where most people go to get treated or give birth um, but I also grew up in Wakiso Wakiso is like 10 miles away from Kampala which Kampala is the capital city and by the time I grew up Wakiso was not developed it was like a village um, everybody who was cool was coming from Kampala because it's the capital city so me and my brother grew up in Wakiso in a village called Mpunga and actually our house was just behind the district headquarters in of Wakiso district 
Um, yeah. I was born with a breathing problem. I still don't know what it was, but uh, my mom uh, told me this when I, I grew up that I had a breathing issue and for some reason they had to put me in oxygen and that was right after I was born um, they put me on oxygen and I'm actually considered a miracle child because all the kids that were put on oxygen were eight kids but all the kids died and I think something went wrong in the hospital that all the kids died and they called my mom and they told her that I was dead too and that was pretty devastating she started crying because she thought everybody died who was on oxygen but after a few times the nurses called her I was like oh there's one boy that's still alive and that happened to be me and that's why I'm called uh, the miracle child and actually my brother too was born with some disabilities that his hands could not unfold so like your palms were just closed like you're making a fist and he couldn't open them so that was him and everybody was sad my parents were sad everybody was telling my family that my brother is not gonna survive we were both sick my mom was in a different hospital my brother was in a different hospital so my dad and mom were both in different places and at that time my dad didn't have a car and there's no way we could get to different places so my dad had to find some of his friends to rent him with a car or to provide them with a car so they can be able to take care of us at the time but my dad being a pastor and my mom uh, believing in God they believe that God will take care of us and eventually we got better and we got healed and today we don't have any problems my brother is pretty good his hands can open and fold all the time um, I've never had any breathing problem ever since that and my health seems to be pretty good so I would say we're believers in our family like we're strong believers like we believe God can do anything uh, to heal so we had a a church lifestyle just uh, believing in God and we were brought up in that of just believing God and things he can do praying to God when we have um, problems and my parents actually did that in us to plant that seed in us to be to look at things that way and when we're growing up we're rich but uh, my parents decided to adopt some girls and bring them in our house actually we grew up with eight other girls in our house even though we were not that rich and we were struggling sometimes we would spend time with our food but because these kids had a shelter that was more important than us being rich and being having everything we need so it was a good actually sign to put in us because today I see how important that is to do for somebody who is not privileged somebody who is not like you you know like showing them helping them through their way we weren't rich but we lived a happy life uh, my family was good my dad they made sure that with the little they have they treat us right and they show us the love and our love was not monetary it's not that they'll buy you toys but 
they did that through different ways and showing you that they care. Um, but as a young boy, actually, uh, me and my friends, I had some friends that we used to play soccer with. Uh, some of them are Waswa, uh, Brian, Philip. Some uh, we used to play soccer. Ibrahim, um, we used to play soccer. But some of these were not Christians. And I started hanging out with them. And coming from a poor family, we started stealing. Uh, we would steal food, we would steal money uh, because I wanted to be cool like them, uh, like a cool child. So one day I, I stole sunglasses from the store that, <laughs> that I really liked and I got caught. And, but the shopkeeper actually forgave me. She, he didn't punish me or anything. He forgave me and he let me go. But eventually I gave my life to Christ and stopped stealing and changed my ways. But in our childhood, soccer was the main spot. We would play soccer every day, any day, anywhere. Like we would find somebody's property and we just go there and start a soccer field. We would get uh, the wood from the woods and then just make the goal posts and don't even put a net. Just put a goal post somewhere. You don't ask whose property it is. Just go there and put a goal post there. And we just start playing soccer. Uh, one time we put a soccer field in somebody's garden that he had potatoes. You know when they plant potatoes, they have like ant hills, like uphills. So every time we played soccer, you kick the ball on the hill, it would just bounce up. It wasn't flat at all. But we just liked to play soccer. So we would play soccer anywhere. And that's uh, something we did. We also actually liked riding bikes. Bikes were fun. But uh, we had, I've never seen those bikes in America. They're called Roadmasters. My friends in Uganda would know, Manigachifuba. Those bikes, they had like a, a rod on top that was really flat and then kind of like a V. I mean, most bikes are like that. But those bikes were so big that you would put your leg through that V to the other pedal on like the right hand and then this other leg would be on this pedal of the left hand and then your hand would hold on the middle rod because you're not tall enough to sit on the chair so your hand would just hold onto the rod and one other hand would hold on the handles and then you can only use one brake because your other hand is on the rod and then you go down the road because and we fell multiple times just falling down and that's how we we learned how to ride bikes you learn by falling i think everybody does but those bikes didn't have any gears they didn't have anything you just have to ride them and when you get to the hill you get off the bike and push it and that was the other thing we enjoyed to do if you owned a bike you you'd be really a cool kid and uh, some of the other games we played was hide and seek uh, some of my Ugandan friends would knock a kebe. You would pluck a carrot till it's dark. So like you get a can and just put it in the middle of uh, somewhere. And then you all find hiding spot. So when the game begins, you kick that can as far as you can. So you can give enough time for all your friends to be able to run and hide. So you kick the can, 
you run and hide and somebody has to begin finding those people one by one so they, if they see you they hit the can and then you're out you just see it but at any point if one of the people hiding comes out and kicks the can everybody who was out can go back in the game so the people who are out are there helping the other people who are hiding so they can be put back in the game would play the game all day all night and just have fun with it it was i think most of my ugandan fans if they're listening they can remember some of those moments uh <laughs> that was that was funny but also in my childhood uh, we had some pretty embarrassing moments i never forget one of the most embarrassing moment is we didn't have showers like i mean some t- some people did have showers but the outside showers for one some of them went on even covered really well but as a kid you don't even go to the shower because your parents shower you and what they would do is just shower you in front of the yard so even when people are passing by they can just see you but naked <laughs> and then your friends will see you all naked and they're showering you in front of the house and everybody would just laugh at you <laughs> i feel like that was that was so embarrassing and you shower cold water at night mm. then your friends will laugh at you with the boys or girls and just shouting from the outside the other part of my childhood that i really like to talk about is my school life for one our school system is different than the one of the united states so we I'll, i'll just use my example i went to school i started school early because my brothers were um older than me and my parents didn't have anybody to watch us at home so they just sent me to school i went to school when i was a two and a half years old but i wouldn't go to class i would just sit in the principal's office and just play games and do stuff then i started going to school when i was I don't know. I don't even remember what what age when I started going to class. But you have a section where you have a baby class, top class, a middle class and then top class. Those are your first three kindergarten years and that's how they're broken up. Then you get to primary. Primary is uh from primary 1 to primary 7. So you study that for seven years and in the seventh year you sit for national exams so i went to boarding school when i was 12 years old and that means i left my parents and then just went to boarding school and in boarding school you just go and parents have visitation days when they can come see you and visit you bring food but um we and our system is like three months uh there is a the first month which is no not the first month it is um terms so you have first term second term third term so the first term is you study it's three months each i think and then you get a break of one month so you're in school for three months from home then you get a month of break to go home and if you're in a candidate class you only get like a week candidate class are those classes where you take national exams 
So I went to boarding school and I passed the primary and then I had to go uh, secondary school. In secondary school, you go, they have two broken into two. There's a ordinary high school and then the advanced high school. In the ordinary high school, you study for four years and then the advanced, you study for two. And then you take like 13 subjects. And that's where the real life began because you have morning preps where you go to morning classes at 4 a.m. So you go study from 4 to 6. At 6 you go get breakfast to 7. 7 you're back in class. You study to 11.30. You get your first break for 30 minutes. You go back to class at 12. You study till 1. Then you go for your lunch, you come back to class at 2, you study from 2 sometimes to 5. And then you get one hour from 5 to 6 to go prepare everything, do some laundry if you have to. And then from 6 to 7 you have your dinner. And then by 7 you have to be back in class for the evening preps. And then from uh, yeah, 7 to 10, 30 you are in the evening preps then you go to bed lights are supposed to be out by 11 so you sleep and then repeat again at 4 every day and that was our uh, high school I was a pretty stubborn kid in high school uh, <laughs> like one of the punishments we have is like you can't speak Luganda which is your vernacular or your mother language and like it was hard for me because it's really hard to tell a story to your friends in not a vernacular language. Like even if you try to speak English, there's some things you can't say and make sense. You know, there's some things that won't make sense to in speaking English. So you'd rather say it in your local language, and that was a crime. So they would have some spies that would write your names down. And the people wrote my name all the time, so I would appear on all the lists, like, oh, this person spoke Luganda, though, and this week, and he's gonna, I would get punished. Like, you get punishment, like, cleaning the house, no, cleaning the, the school, mopping, sweeping the compound, everything. So I would do that all the time, and I was also stubborn at home. My parents would smack me all the time. <laughs> But uh, good enough, I'm the longest stubborn uh, when I grew up, I actually changed. Um, the other thing in, a, in my childhood, so we would celebrate the holidays. We never had Thanksgiving, but we would celebrate New Year's Eve, Christmas, Easter, all the other ones. But I remember for the New Year's Eve, actually my dad would tell me a story that the new, you would see the New Year passing or coming and then the old year will go so he told me if you stay up till midnight you will see the new year coming and would have like a big bonfire and people would bring corn and we just roast corn people would be drumming singing and some of us the younger kids would put like gasoline in car tires and then you have two sticks on each side of the tire you put them inside the tire and just roll that thing put it on fire and just roll it down the street and some people would burn their Christmas trees at the time and just wave it all over. It was fun but <laughs> they restrict the police restricted that as time went on and it got stopped. 
but uh yeah that was always fun and christmas we would just eat it's when you drink pop eat a lot of food so christmas for us was all about food we would go to church and we believe that christmas reminds us about the birth of jesus christ and everything but then at home you'd come back to a cooked meal a heavy meal you eat something that you've not eaten in a long time <laughs> and yeah that was that was our christmas and that was our holidays um when i was young i had a nickname it was actually not a nickname but it was uh the name that my parents gave me but i didn't like it so i didn't use it and but my some of my friends knew about the name that they call it as a nickname it's called buziji so my friends would make fun of that name and they called me Buziggy. Most people don't know that name, but now that my this podcast is going to air out, most people will find out <laughs> what my name is. Uh at my childhood I was scared of afraid of snakes. I'm I still am scared of snakes. I don't like snakes. But yeah, that's something I'm really scared about. Um, but I'm not going to be able to finish everything that uh I did as a child but everything that I went through uh, from the poverty of our house, from the poverty of my parents um, to everything I appreciate it I appreciate what I went through in school because it made me who I am today and it made me appreciate a lot of things and now that I live in the US it's something that I get to treasure the my upbringing there recently somebody asked me what is something you feel like your parents didn't do in your childhood and I was like I don't know cuz I think they did everything right and I appreciate who I am today like I said I didn't talk about everything that happened in my childhood but if you listen to this podcast and you feel like there is something you need me to talk about more I'll do a special episodes just for that. And I just wanted to give you a spotlight or a hint of what my childhood life looked like. So once again, I want to thank you for tuning in and listening and showing me the support. This is something I want to do and just talk with you guys and talk about different things and see how life is going, you know. This is technology and God has blessed us with all those things so we can use that to just communicate, talk and people learn different things from our lives and hopefully somebody could learn something from my childhood life or something you didn't know. And you can also want to go and visit Uganda sometime. It's a cool place you'd never regret. They have all the fun stuff in there. So thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. See you another time.